Hi, and welcome to Rich in Relationship. And we're going to have an amazing episode today. We've got Dr. Alice Fong. She's a naturopathic doctor who is an expert in stress and anxiety treatment. How are you today? I'm great, Rich. Thanks for having me. Yeah, such a pleasure. I actually, I'm super excited about this because I always think of stress management in terms of physical practices. I mean, practices, that's probably a better way to put it. And I never really think of it in terms of the work that you do. Mm -hmm. I'm curious. I'll ask you the question that everybody who listens to this show knows I ask. How did your heart lead you into this work? Yeah. What led me into becoming a specialist in stress and anxiety was just my own personal experience with it from, from an early age of wanting to perform and be an overachiever. I think that's common in Asian cultures of just wanting to do more and more and never feeling like you're doing enough, mm. leading to the sense of anxiety. And it really actually bubbled up to be a problem for me when I was in medical school. You know, this was well over a decade ago. My first year of medical school, I had nine finals in my second quarter. And I would just work myself into the ground studying till like four in the morning mm -hmm. all week long and survive off rockstar energy drinks. And basically I, I ended up not doing that well on my finals for one. And I ended up being sick for a whole week during my spring break, which was not wow. well either. And so it was really that lesson early on in my medical program that I, I realized that I, I can't do this, like burn myself into the ground with high amount of stress. And I had test anxiety on top of that. And when I have anxiety, well, actually what happens to anyone with anxiety physically, like the blood is rushing to your heart to beat it faster mm -hmm. so you can run away from danger. Therefore, less blood flow is going to your brain to mm -hmm. have critical thoughts. So that doesn't help you perform on tests yeah. or just in general. And so I realized I really need to get a handle on my anxiety and manage my time and my stress better so I could actually get through my next quarter of exams. And, you know, that next quarter, I made it a point to go to bed early, never study past 10 p.m. because face it, like, you know, my brain isn't really functioning that well after a certain hour anyways. So it doesn't make sense to cram in more knowledge that won't really stick. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, I took care of my well-being by exercising, eating right, you know, meditating, all these things to really get the support that I needed, as well as take on like seeing counselors and therapists and all sorts of things to, to help me manage it. And, you know, when I did all that, I did infinitely better on my finals that next final quarter of my first year. And so I finished out the school on a high note and why I'm so passionate about stress and anxiety in particular, because I think stress is a major source for so many other health conditions and diseases. You know, it, if you're I, living, I, in, I would argue it is the source. Yeah. It's like a huge major source, if not the source. Absolutely. You know, I mean, when an organism isn't stressed, it doesn't mm -hmm. get sick and it doesn't get, isn't under attack by other organisms. Exactly. Yes. And it leads to diseases like high blood pressure, you know, insomnia, sleep issues like that, digestive issues, skin issues headaches, all sorts of things. And, you know, if you have high blood pressure that increases your risk for blood clots, therefore increases your risk for heart attacks and strokes. Mm -hmm. 
So it's just like this vicious cycle that we really need to get a handle of our stress and our anxiety so it doesn't kill us essentially. So don't tell anyone this. I'm going to share a secret yeah. with you. Yeah. <laughs> on, on my podcast forward slash video blog, mm-hmm. don't tell anyone okay. um, that I spent a large portion of my life working in how are we going to put it? I guess today we're going to call it uh, organic landscaping. Okay. Right. Or, or it's a natural approach to landscaping. Mm-hmm. And that whole statement I made about organisms, that's where that came from. Like what we found out was that when plants, mm. which are relatively simple organisms, mm-hmm. have all the nutrients that they need and all mm-hmm. the right soil conditions and all the right water and the right light conditions and the right air conditions mm-hmm. that they thrive and they don't get, or they're much less likely to get sick. Or if they come under attack, by uh, uh, another organism like an insect, the damage is going to be a lot less when the plant is healthy than mm-hmm. when it's sick. And so that that's where that came from. And I believe that's absolutely true for people. Yeah. Except, no, we're, except we are far more complex, mm-hmm. right? And the difference is, is this thing between our ears, you know, mm-hmm. ca- can be a powerful good or a powerful evil. We could be in the right place in the right time with everything right and still mm-hmm. be thinking toxic thoughts. Exactly. You know, our, our mental thoughts, especially if it's like negative self-talk can impact our ability to get sick. It impacts our immune function. It just makes us more prone to those kinds of things. And I agree with your point about like having the right environment for our body and our mind is so important. You know, I always emphasize the foundational pieces of health, like such basic things that we all know we need to be doing, like exercising, eating healthy, getting enough sleep, drinking enough water. Like those are so basic, but so necessary. And we, mm-hmm. we kind of, a lot, I think a lot of our society kind of forgets like, oh, I want just like some magic pill to solve my problems. I don't want to do the hard work of building those healthy a habits. A little miracle grow and everything. Right, a little miracle grow. And I'm like, wait, you need water too. Yeah. <laughs> Those are important too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so, so our audience uh, knows what exactly is natural naturopathy for a doctor. Yeah. So naturopathic doctors are more holistic, integrative, functional medicine type of doctors that really focus on treating the root cause. You know, it's, and if you find a licensed naturopathic doctor, that's different than just a naturopath because a licensed naturopathic doctor actually goes to a four-year medical program that is trained as a primary care doctor that, you know, depending on what state you are in, some states like Washington and Oregon, you can prescribe and, um, you know, write scripts and um, do do a full physical exam and order Mm -hmm. labs and blood work. But the, the general principle, you know, I, I often say that, you know, it's not that we're, we're trained in pharmaceuticals, um, but, you know, and there's definitely a time and place for pharmaceuticals. Absolutely. You know, if it's a life-threatening type of thing, you know, you might, you might need that, but generally pharmaceuticals are not getting to the root cause. They're not going to heal you on a deeper level. It's just kind of suppressing the symptoms temporarily, which yeah. maybe you need if you have extreme anxiety and you can't function that might be necessary, but ultimately we want to get to the root cause. And, you know, for anxiety, that might be looking at your um, past trauma or childhood wounds to heal. That might look at hormonal imbalances, neurotransmitter imbalances. If you're not eating healthy and clean, if you're not exercising, looking at all these variables that contribute to your well-being rather than just 
expecting the pill to, whether it's a pharmaceutical or a natural pill, I don't necessarily want to substitute one pill for another. Mm -hmm. I want you to actually do the work to heal yourself. Yeah. And, and that takes time. <laughs> yeah. Can, let me back up that, uh, that symptom treatment is okay sometimes approach. So in the, in the landscape world, what we learned, like I came into it as like, I was ardently sustainable. Those yeah. chemicals are evil, right? And <laughs> right. bad, bad, bad. And then I started to learn from people who had been doing it for a while, right. that sometimes in converting a landscape from being, we're gonna call it chemically dependent just for the hell of it, to right. something that was more holistic, Mm -hmm. that the, the plants were so weakened that they, you actually, some, you needed to maybe apply a little pesticide here and there just so that the plant would make it through until it had the root development that it needed mm -hmm. in order to absorb the right nutrients or until the soil caught up or whatever it was you needed to do. And so it's not an, necessarily an all or nothing thing. It might be part of a transition from really bad health to really good health, we hope. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to get away from the idea of having judgment. If you, if you need the medication, you actually, you know, some people do need that sometimes and there's no judgment around that, but let's, let's explore what else could we do to support your, your health. So you can maybe potentially, you know, we can't guarantee that you could get off the medication, but you know, with the right environment, the right support, it might be possible. Yeah. Or in, uh, or even in couples work, I do a lot of, I do couples work and I work with people divorcing a toxic spouse. Yeah. And in both instances, there's always a sort of a, a halfway point before mm -hmm. there's a transition to healthier behavior where they're, they're before they can really let go of <laughs> the behaviors that are not helping the relationship completely. They still have to taste it a little experience a little. It's, it, it's almost a psychological comfort thing, but then they transition over. Uh, and I, I think that's very similar to what you're talking about. All right. So tell us, how does a naturopathic doctor help with stress and anxiety? Yeah. So I, my, my approach, you know, you can have like five naturopathic doctors and one patient and 30 different plans. <laughs> so it's, it's one of the, the running, running jokes is that we all have like our various tools in our toolbox and so the tools that I utilize in my particular toolbox, you know, I had mentioned like, you know, establishing the foundational components of health with right. exercise and eating, of course, basic I always start with that. Yeah, that's, that's the basic things that we all know we need to do, but sometimes struggle with doing the things we know to do. Um, but the, the, the two tools that I, I do in particular, that might be, you know, that specific towards my toolbox is uh, biofeedback training just kind of like a relaxation training program to reprogram your nervous system to respond to stress in a healthier way. So instead of like, it's getting in tune with your body. So you're not always in this constant fight or flight uh -huh. sympathetic nervous system state and train your body to get out of that. Um, so you're not in it all the time. You do need that stress response, but you don't need to be in it all the time. And that's what leads to health, health degradation, essentially. Um, the, the other tool that I offer um, that seems to be really helpful and effective for people with their motivation, their confidence um, is hypnotherapy, which is kind of like a, a blend of like sort of like counseling because I'm talking with them, but it's kind of like meditation and I'm not actually give the way I practice and there's various styles of it is that I'm actually conversing with them over here. There's areas concern, really exploring what's going on in their subconscious mind that might be getting in their way of doing the things that they know to do. And this is really helpful because I give them really 
comprehensive treatment plans with their nutrition and their lifestyle. <laughs> and I'm like, but if they don't do it, then they don't get the results. So it's like, okay, I need to address the motivation, the confidence. What are those mental, emotional blocks that stop them from doing the thing that they know they need to be doing? Uh, or, you know, maybe there's some childhood wounds to be healed. So mm -hmm. I'm going to guess in both of those approaches, I'm going to guess that's a one-two punch. I mean, the, our audience yeah. is, pretty, is pretty familiar with the concept of an amygdala hijack. We talk about that mm -hmm. a lot here, right? Because yes. when couples are fighting or when people are getting divorced, that <laughs> yeah, amygdala, the amygdala, the part of the brain that's fight or flight, mm -hmm. that's looking for danger is right. highly triggered and even expanded. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and the cerebral cortex tends to be a little more diminished when that's going on because Absolutely. it's, you know, that, it's like a natural response to danger as we perceive it. Right. Uh, so I'm going to guess that that biometric approach it has to come first because if you're mm -hmm. triggered all the time, right. if you're always perceiving danger or you're afraid right. of something going on, it's mm -hmm. going to be very hard. You're not going to be open to, to hypnotic suggestion or to uh, exploring your unconscious mind. Mm -hmm. so yeah, tell us no. more about the biofeedback. How does that work? That, yeah. sounds, that sounds really scientific and cool. Yeah, we all like, it is we actually, like toys. <laughs> it is really cool because, you know, generally how, bio, how I define it, it's getting feedback about your biology or your physiology. And technically, you know, most people associate being hooked up to some sort of device that's monitoring your, your bodily functions, maybe your heart rate, your breathing, your skin temperature, things like that. Although technically, you know, it's getting feedback about your body. So I could say, oh, I noticed your shoulders are raised, drop them. Technically, if I told you that, that's biofeedback. <laughs> so yeah. there's a lot of different forms, but usually people associate like um, when I'm working with someone and I, I work with people only exclusively virtually now. Um, so I'm just doing it through Zoom. So I, I have them, if they're, if they want, we can do it without the device. But if they want the device to help them see how their heart rate changes with how they breathe, so they can learn to regulate their, their heart rate and therefore regulate their nervous system. Um, that's a device um, I can train them on to, to use so they can actually see like the physical evidence. Okay, my body's in that parasympathetic nervous system state. This is what I need to do. And, you know, it's not to say you'll never get triggered. You're never going to get reactive. That's, that's no. impossible because you're a human being. Well, and it's, yeah, it's about like, how quickly can I get out of that yeah. state? Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, we want to have an amygdala because sometimes yeah, it really is danger. Oh, yes. It, it helps protect us, which is yeah. important, but it's, it does, you know, it, it absolutely, you know, I can experience in my own relationship when we're both triggered, we're not as good with communication. Um, and so sometimes we both have to like calm down. It's helpful if both parties know how to calm themselves down so they can come together and have a more productive conversation. Yeah, the distinction we make for our clients here <clears throat> is there's two ways that feelings can show up. Mm -hmm. The feeling can have you, or it's yeah. like just this intense feeling and you're riding it like riding that big wave mm -hmm. in Hawaii. You're just like, yeah, I'm angry. Yeah, right, you're yes. You're going to have some, you know, mm -hmm. and it feels so good when you're riding that wave and then you get to the end yes. of it and you're all of a sudden you're at like desolation beach, you know? So like, oh right. my God, what happened? What did I do? I know, <laughs> yes. Right? You come down off of it, your spouse is leaving you or whatever. Right. You know? And the other way though, is where you can have the feeling. So you're mm -hmm. having the feeling, but you're not riding it like that crazy wave. You right. know, you're noticing it, you're acknowledging it. You might even be having an inner conversation or dialogue with it, but yeah. it isn't necessarily coming out all over the place. It may be at such a point where uh, very often we encourage people to speak in I statements. I, I feel angry because mm -hmm. of this, you know, uh, and that's sort of the opposite of the blame thing. And the blame mm -hmm. thing is, 
you know, Alice, every time you do that, you make me so mad, which is mm -hmm. instead of me saying, I'm so angry because of what you just did, you know, the, and it's a huge distinction for people. Absolutely. Yes. Because I thought you were going to have like a flotation tank and uh, maybe we were going to do peyote. That would be pretty cool. I, I mean, I, you know, I have nothing against that. You know, you do you, whatever works different, for you. Different kind <laughs> but, uh, of naturopathic doctor. I got it. <laughs> right. But uh, the other, the other thing that I, I didn't mention is that I, I, as a doctor, I can order like lab work and blood work to, you know, kind of get, I order functional medicine labs, which are different than your basic blood work. Mm -hmm. Basic blood work is important to do, you know, make sure you're not dying major diseases or anything, but it doesn't like a lot of people, a lot of my patients, they, they have their basic blood work come back normal, but they feel like crap. And so yeah. it's like, what lab work can help them feel better in their body and mind? That's where functional medicine labs can help give you insight on how you can feel better, not to ensure that you're dying or not. So that's like looking at food sensitivities, hormones, neurotransmitters, your stress function, your adrenal function, essentially vitamin, mineral deficiencies, things like that can really give us insight of what's going on in the body and what we can do to optimize. Oh, I want to come health. see you. <laughs> of course. Yeah. You can book a call. No, no, I'm serious because I, I can't tell you how many times I've had conversations with doctors about this. And the reason mm -hmm. is so like going back to my previous incarnation, you know, we used yeah. to intensely soil test and then we, mm. and we would like we wouldn't just look for phosphorus, nitrogen, potassium. It wasn't just that. It was like also trace minerals and micronutrients and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, and what's the or how much organic material is actually in the soil? And, you know, and the whole idea was we wanted to understand whether this was right for the plant. And I was like, how come nobody does that with my blood? I know, right? Like, <laughs> how come when I go in for a blood test, nobody tells mm -hmm. me what nutrients I'm missing? Mm -hmm. and, right. and nobody and nobody I would talk to mm -hmm. every health coach I say to them do you do blood work they say no I'd like I don't want to talk to you mm -hmm. so, so I said I'm, I'm ready Alice yeah. let's do I'm you've sending gotta, you my blood <laughs> yes you gotta see a naturopathic doctor to get that lab okay. work okay sure. I know I didn't even know that was a thing yeah absolutely it's a thing <laughs> yeah very and it's super important right if you're not mm -hmm. getting the plants I know if they didn't get enough iron it didn't matter how good everything else was Mm -hmm. It just didn't work. Or if the soil pH, if the acidity of the soil was off, all mm -hmm. the nutrients they wanted could be in the soil and they wouldn't be able to absorb them. Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, it's like, it's, you know, conditions are really important. Absolutely. Yeah. And a, a deficiency in something that is important for a cellular function helps optimize your body do a certain function. So if it's lacking that, then you know, that function's not going to happen. <laughs> so and I've much. heard similarly that uh, pH in your body can be a, be a very impactful in how it functions and how well you absorb nutrients also like that carries yeah. over. Yeah. Yeah. That goes to, you know, I, I love that you're using this landscape analogy because I often reference, you know, our, our gut flora is sort of like, you know, you want to maintain that microbiome yeah. that requires like, like vitamins, culture. minerals, like um, the right foods that you're nourishing the microbiome versus just like doing whatever it is. The standard American diet is pretty sad. So that doesn't really support a healthy, healthy gut. And that like, yeah, if you're not eating healthy, then, you know, maybe you're not getting all the vitamins and minerals that you need. So it's, it's important to kind of also modify your diet. Well, so when I was in that, when I was doing that work, I would say to people, soil is just like your intestines. Mm -hmm, exactly. and, they, and they wouldn't get it Yeah, <laughs> you know? no, I get because they didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, gr a great analogy because it's like, it's, it's a living being. You are a living being. It's we're all living beings and what living beings need are our nourishment in the right way. 
but it's helpful to know what exactly it needs. And so uh, we may go a little long. I hope that's okay. Yeah, no, it's fine. So if I turn this on its head, mm -hmm. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking you could have <laughs> a lot of emotional stress mm -hmm. due to a lot of, if I take the plant analogy all the way to the end, yeah. you have a lot of emotional stress just due to the fact that you're not eating right or you're... The, your pH is off or that your the, the microbial activity in your intestines is off or whatever, mm -hmm. how would that translate into your emotional state? Yeah. Oh, I mean, emotional stress is going to impact your, your mood. It could cause the anxiety. Like I mentioned, it might cause the depression. It might make you more irritable and angry, mm -hmm. potentially it could make you just like less focused and just more like, um, flabbergasted most of the time, all those things could, could definitely happen when, when the, the right conditions are, are met. And then the other way around, um, mm -hmm. I know that when people are constantly, I think what this is where we started, when people are constantly triggered or in a certain emotional mm -hmm. state, that's going to impact the chemistry of our body. Yes, exactly. And that, you know, that impacts the chemistry and that leads to certain types of diseases if it's, if it's prolonged and nothing changes. So it's like, you got to do something about it before it progresses to something more serious. And I want to make that distinction between, you know, there's, there's the emotional stress, you know, maybe our, we have a strained relationship or maybe our work is really stressful, but there's also, even though I hear a lot of people say, oh, I don't, I don't feel like mentally stressed. I'm fine. Even though like their work life balance is perfect, but you know, having a physical disease also is putting stress on your body. Like if you have diabetes if you um, are overweight, that's technically putting stress on your body. So it's still having a similar impact um, on your body that isn't serving you. My phone's ringing and I can't find it. It's a disaster. <laughs> I'm going to leave it alone. All right. Uh, how, can, how can people find you? Yeah, they can go to dralicefong.com. That's dr. A-L-I-C-E-F-O-N-G, or if they want to grab my free stress guide, they can text yes to 66866. And on my website, um, I have a free workshop as well on how to break free from stress and anxiety naturally, as well as my, um, my online program, which has basically the accumulation of over like 15 years of knowledge and tools that I, you know, not everyone can afford to work with a naturopathic doctor, <laughs> I'll say. So I created this online program that are all the tools and the homework assignments that I give my patients anyways. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a do-it-yourself type of, of training. Um, and I, I, I want to make it affordable to anyone to have the tools that they need to be successful in life. And that's only $7 a month. They can go to joinsbp.com. That's join sbp.com for stress busters program incredible what a mm -hmm. what great resources you have yeah may i ask you the question i ask everyone at the end of the show even though i don't want you to go away <laughs> of course the question i ask everyone at the end of the show is what's the legacy that you want to leave behind yes the legacy that i would love to leave behind and i would say you know it, it is in alignment with my business name is called Amour de Soi Wellness, which is love of self in French, not in a narcissistic way, but as a means of survival. Um, the legacy I want to leave behind is that everyone in the world feels loved, heard, and understood, and they never feel alone. Oh, and it starts, with, it starts with loving yourself first and foremost, and you got to take care of yourself and your well-being to be able to be there for others. Yeah. Um, 
Absolutely. Yeah. I, let me, for our audience, just make a distinction that narcissism mm -hmm. is love itself, love of self at the expense of others. Mm -hmm. you know, and that's not what we're talking exactly. about here. We're talking about if you don't put the oxygen mask on yourself first, mm -hmm. when the plane's going down, then you might not get off the plane and neither will your kids. Right. You know, that's what, that's what we're talking about here. If you don't, if you don't charge your own battery mm -hmm. adequately, you have less to give others. And so, you know, very often I encounter people in all walks of relationship who um, are always, they're, they're, they're like natural parents. So they like, they sacrifice themselves for their kids. They sacrifice themselves for their work. And the problem with that is that you're, they, they stop taking care of themselves. And all of a sudden the bottom drops out from under them and they get very, they get sick, physically sick or they get very uh, emotionally angry and disturbed or both, you know, mm -hmm. and, and until their battery is charged, they can't take care of anyone. And mm -hmm. the, typically people who live like that, actually they go through that, they repeat that pattern over and over. So right. what, what Dr. Fung is telling us is, it's super important that we take really good care of our mind, body, and whatever it means to you, spirit, you know, mm -hmm. so that our battery is at 100% when we go out on our day and we can really then meet life at 100% instead of at 50 or 30%. Uh, absolutely. You know, people, most people wouldn't let their phone drain completely dry, but, but we forget to charge ourselves, which is, you know, we're not robots. We, we need to be charged too. And it's not selfish in any way to take a moment to, to breathe so you can just keep going um, and take a nap when you need to, or just take a bath, whatever that might be. Yeah. Um, I'm so sorry. We didn't get to talk much about the hypnotherapy aspect of it. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's really a lot of the work that coaches, therapists, mm -hmm. doctors do with people is mm -hmm. helping them identify thoughts and patterns that may have served them earlier in their life that aren't doing so much for them today. Yeah. That, you know, that's a really rich topic, but maybe another time. Yeah, of course. That'd be great. All right. Thank you so much. Of course. Thanks for having me. Okay.